Uh, good afternoon. It's Monday afternoon. It's June, I think, 7th. And I was having this interesting talk today with my cousin. We were talking about, just in general, abusive systems in place. Mm -hmm. I was probably heard dinging because I didn't turn my thing down. So we're talking about abusive systems in place and how everything's linked. Um, we started with mental health and, I, you know, I made the comment that, well... She was saying, how come people don't realize when somebody's like, you know, emotionally abusing them? And I said, well, think about it. It's a generational trauma that kind of usually happens. I said, you know, if your parents are abusive towards you, they're raising you in an abusive environment that you think is normal. So like if they're a narcissist, they're raising you to accept the abuse from a narcissist because, you know, you have to if you want to survive, basically. And then when you get older, you're going to find relationships like that because that's all you know. That's what you know how to navigate. And so it's very hard to break that curse of, you know, multiple generations of abuse. It just is. And I said, now, if you factor that into everything in life, like, let's just expand upon mental health. Let's just go into like, um, you know, let's go into sexism let's go into that you know lots of generations were men raising i'm so sorry about the dinging it's going to happen because i don't know how to quiet it i thought i did but like you're going to go in with you know men were the providers they went out and had jobs the woman stayed home and took care of the kids and you know this was like the nuclear family if you want to talk about the 50s and then all the thousands of years before that too and when feminism, oh my gosh, I wish I could stop this because she's going to ding like crazy because we're having this great conversation. I wanted to talk about it. But we were having this conversation where like we expanded it, like I said, into sexism. And, you know, if you were raised with, you know, your dad running things and your mom didn't work and your mom was raising you to know if you were a boy, your job was to go out and work and have money and provide. And if you were a girl, your job was just to be your future husband's help person and your job was to have kids and raise them. And that's all you were allowed to do. And the man was only allowed to work like you were putting these boxes. You would think that was normal. So, you know, you keep doing that each generation. You grow up and you find a man that's going to work. The man finds a woman who's just going to bear children for him. And you kind of keep that going. And when somebody stands up and says, oh, I don't want to do that. Usually there's some kind of shame involved. There's some kind of like pushback. Well, then you're not really a good person. And, you know, whether it's emotional abuse, whether it's like sexism you're raised with. And like, let's keep going further. Oh, my God. I keep pausing this to try to fix it. And I don't know if it's going to work. But like, if we keep expanding on that, like if, you know, we're in a patriarchal culture and then we go into like white supremacist culture and this is what we're raised around, you know, how we keep kind of continuing that tradition. And I'm putting quote marks around that because that's all you know. And when you're the one to step away and say, you know what, this actually seems kind of, and any, you know, this seems sexist, or this seems kind of racist, or this seems kind of homophobic, you know, this seems like, you know, these, these people have poor boundaries with you, and you don't need to accept that behavior. Like, you're kind of labeled the problem when you you speak up on that, I can promise you, because I've been speaking up on crazy shit that didn't make sense to me since I was a kid. And it's always been a problem. Or you get the people like kind of making fun of you, like, you know, wanting to shame you for having those thoughts, like just get in line with everybody else, Missy, like we don't need to have you making waves. And uh, it's just, it's comical to me because, you know, oh, I bet you're fun at parties. Like, no, no, I'm not. Like if the parties you have have any of those topics that are really shitty, then no, I'm not fun because I'm going to call it out every fucking time. Like I, I don't like enough people in the world, to be honest with you, like to give a shit about what their opinion of me is. Like, I just don't.
Like, that's been, like, the best piece of advice. And I actually read it in a romance novel where this dude was telling his lady she was saying that she was really proud of him. And he tells her, there are very few people in this world whose opinions matter to me, but yours is one of them. And I, like, felt that in my bones because, like, really the only people I care about what they think of me are the kids that I'm raising because I hope I'm doing a good job. And then, you know, obviously my partner, my husband. Other than that, I, I don't. I don't have too many cares about what other people think. And when we talk about mental health and boundaries, I had this conversation with more than one coworker about like how, you know, they take on overtime. And, you know, I know there's a necessity where some people maybe for whatever reason, like they have health issues coming up. Like I, I hear it because I have braces, got to come off over five grand. You're going to like, you know, try to work some extra hours, get some money for it. But on the flip side of that are people that don't have to. I know, you know there are people that seem to do well on their own, but they just, I don't know, maybe I always think of the dragon and the hobbit wanting to hoard all the wealth. Like, what are you going to do with it? You know, you're just hoarding it for yourself. So when you get to old age, because you know you can't count on society to help provide for you, are you actively voting for people who don't want to better the entire society, just like a little part of it? I don't, but that's a whole other subject. But anyways, there are people that I know, like I've had comments made literally recently where somebody was like, oh, I had to pick up a night shift because I know you're not going to come in and do it. And I was like, no, because I have boundaries and I will say no. If it's not going to work for me, I can say no to somebody. And people will guilt you, especially in your jobs. They'll be like, well, I have a doctor's appointment that day. Can't you come in? And it's like, okay, I have tons of doctor's appointments. That's why I went PRN. I fucking have way too much shit going on in my life to work currently. And I've also worked a very long time in my life. I'm going to be 43 next month. I have done it all. Full-time, part-time, PRN, where I've tried two jobs at once. Like, I mean, I, we, I've done the whole mixed bag. Pros and cons to every little part of it. Pros and cons to every part of it. But what it boils down to is what worked for me and my family at that time. That is all that matters. I don't have to work extra hours to appease anybody else. I just don't. I just have to worry about what I'm doing for me. And so that's like where boundaries come into play because people will try to make you feel bad about their situation that you need to do more for them. I mean, I see it through all walks of life. I usually mention work because I notice it a lot more with like seeing coworkers be burned out because they are working overtime and then somebody's like hey i have a scheduling conflict can you pick this up i'm gonna guilt you into it and sometimes it's managers like if we don't pick up i'm pretty sure the managers have to come in and work those hours and we know they don't want to because they'll try to pay like extra money or try to like make it pretty and appealing to you just so they don't have to come in because they know it's shit work they don't want to do it so that should be like a big red flag for you all right there to be like let them come in and do those hours let them see how rough it is so maybe they change some things up but people won't because they always make it appealing and then they know if you're just barely surviving that you're going to grab for it. So it's like it's just a, a lot of manipulation. It's a lot of boundary crossing. It's just I just wish that everybody could like I think that we'd all be happier if we just set those firm boundaries and then do it across the board, not just for your mental health. Like start there because if you can't tackle your mental health, how are you going to change these systemic world problems that are happening or community problems in your own neighborhood? Start there, start teaching your kids to have those proper boundaries, especially your boys teach about consent, because I feel like if we raise up a generation that knows proper boundaries and consent, we might get rid of some of the shit problems we have with the adults that we see nowadays. I mean, I, I, I just have so many horror stories I've heard in the last week about couples that are like fighting with each other and fist fighting with each other. And I'm like, why? And we always ask why they stay. And we need to flip that. We need to start like putting it more on like, why is that person hitting that person? Why does that person think it's okay to yell at that person? 
didn't that person's parents teach them better? Like, you know, like we always like, it seems to be more of a woman thing we do. Like, why does she stay with the abuser? Didn't her mother raise her better? And it's like, there's always like the faults off of the whole entire. And that's, that's because we live in a patriarchal society. It only survives if we shame women and make them the problem with everything. That's the only way it's going to survive is if we all participate in it and actively shame the woman for how she dresses, shame her for staying with an abusive man. Why didn't she pick a better partner? Like put the onus on her instead of flipping it to why are men okay with abusing women? Why are men okay with policing how women dress? Like we don't do that. We never do that. So, and then you go even further and we keep going on all these different levels and we talk about racism. Why aren't white people more concerned that there is a higher number of black people incarcerated for these petty crimes than there are white people who do the same crimes. Like, start Googling that shit. Like, there are plenty of studies done about it, but you have to read them. And you have to be more aware. And that works on you. You don't have to have your one black friend, like, fucking walk you through this and be very nice and watch their tone so you don't feel too guilty and say, hey, this is a problem that's happening in my community. Could you maybe, like, I don't know, please just admit that it is a problem in my community? Like, can we start there and say it actually is a problem? And then maybe like you can help us do something about it because kind of some of the shit you say and the things you believe and the way you vote like further makes this happen. Like, can we do that? It's just, I don't know how there aren't more like bombings and fires in the middle of our streets some days. Like seriously, like, and I, I don't know. I mean, I know the answer is because the people that are making all the rules, the majority of the people, like the, all these problems I mentioned are not affecting them. That's why there's not mm -hmm. more fires in the street. And if we get angry, then for women, we're shrill we're rude. No man's ever going to marry us if we're that sharp. Like, like, I give a fuck. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I managed to have somebody marry me that thinks I'm fucking awesome. He sees my strength as an asset. And it's funny because I do know quite a few friends of ours that I've heard the phrase, Dana wears the pants in that relationship. And I'm like, dude, none of us wear pants in this fucking house. Like, I just, I think it's funny that like my husband meeting me equally in the whole duties that it takes to run a household. Mm -hmm is seen as me wearing the pants when he meets me equally. Like, that says something about the people thinking that way. Like, I somehow, you know, because I'm assertive, that makes me a shrill harpy and that I must rule the roost. Like, I just, it's just comical to me. It's like the whole societal view needs to change on so many different issues. And I realized this month is Pride Month, and I, it's all interlinked, all of it's interlinked, because I took my kids to go... And we got to see people I work with. I got to see friends I haven't seen in a year or years, some of them there. And we got to see a drag queen show, which was fucking awesome. It's the athleticism for me. And I said that more than once because the people up there doing the performances, their fucking legs were flying up high. They were doing like slam down one, like one handed cartwheel slamming into splits. And I'm like, wow, like it was fucking amazing. And they were doing all the lip singing and is it lip syncing, lip syncing, lip singing. Anyways, they were doing all the singing and dancing and just very cool, beautiful outfits, beautiful hair. And my kids watched it. And Evan was just like, that was really cool. Like he was glued to it for the entire hour thinking how cool it was that they were so athletic in the performances. It was a little loud for mm -hmm. Max. He had to take a break and go to the playground because, you know, people were screaming. And, uh, you know, it's just he has so many questions, which I love about my kid because he went home and he watched like all these things on YouTube about like all the past pride parades. And because I'm a homeschool mom, we totally do the history. And I'm like, well, we're going to talk about the Stonewall riots. And we're going to talk about why and then we definitely mentioned that it's almost always in all these movements and look in your history books, people like go back and look 
who is starting these movements. And you tend to see it's usually the most oppressed person because they're fucking tired of being stepped on that's starting these grassroots movements. They don't have any fucking privilege and they're trying to like be a safe haven for people and trying to get enough people to like make things better for everybody. And if you talk about Stonewall riots, you're going to talk about, and I, I know I should know the name and I really do apologize to anybody who's listening. I, 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 I'm good. I don't want to say the name wrong and get it fucked up. I thought it was like a Pamela Johnson, but I don't even know if I'm right, but I want to say it was, it was a trans woman, a black trans woman who was like, you know, they talk about her throwing like the first brick and getting it started. And then here we are today in my little town I live in having their very first in 2021 pride event. And it's like a whole catalyst, you know, one person starts it and it ripples across and takes sometimes 20, 30, 40 years to make progress. So I want you all to be the ripples. I want you all, you can be the change to make a better world for everybody, but you have to want everybody to have a better world. There are some people out there that they get off on being at the top and they don't want other people up there. They like being at the top because they have the control, they have the power. Mm -hmm. And the only way they have it is by keeping other people down. I don't know if it's because they don't have the knowledge base. Like they truly think that everybody's just shit on their luck and it's not, you know, it's not a systemic problem. It's a them problem or, you know, so I always think it's lack of education or lack of like care. Like either you don't know that really is a systemic problem and that you can fucking have the power to help it or you just don't care because it doesn't affect you. Like you don't give a shit. I mean, I've talked about abortion with people who are pro-life or we'll call it forced birther for forced birthers. They're like, no, I just don't believe in abortion because my religion says so. But, you know, my family member had one, but they were in an abusive relationship and the guy like, you know, poked holes in a condom and tried to trap her. So it was okay for her to get one. I'm like, oh, okay. So your family member could get one. And then she like asked for forgiveness with the church and she was fine. But now we actively don't want other women who are in the same situation to have the luxury that she had. And I'm like, do you fucking hear yourself talk? Like... people like the more people talk to me, the more I'm just like, you're all shit people. Like I, what I have, I want everybody to have, you know, I want people to be able to have what I have. I don't get off on denying people the things that I get, you know, I just don't. So yeah, I just, I, if I, I guess we can change it if we know what motivates that person to not want better. Sometimes if it's religion, like we really, (laughs) there's a great TikTok this guy did. He said, how would you feel if like, You know, there was a person that was in charge of like wanting you to join their club. And if you didn't join their club, they actually went to war and murdered you. And and, like literally was talking about like Spanish Inquisition. Like, I mean, everything in history he was blipping on. And I already knew he was talking about Catholicism without like him saying it to the end. He's like, and what if these people, you know, like rape children? And like when they would tell the head of this club that they were raping children, that they would just send them to another area where they could keep raping kids. You know, and when you try to go to the police, they were involved in it, too, and, you know, wouldn't believe. And he was, like, talking about cover-ups, and he's like, and what if I told you, like, you know, there were plenty of people out there who would base policy and legislation on that religion? Like, wouldn't you think that was crazy? And I think it's, like, like that whole cognitive dissonance. Oh, my God, I can't say the word dissonance. I'm having trouble today with speaking. Don't. It's not a stroke. It's just me being fucking sick and tired in general. But, like, cognitive dissonance. Because they're like, well, that's just a few bad apples. It's just a few bad apples. That's always the response. And it's like, no, it would be a few bad apples. But like, they just had a story about the Boston police, like the chief of police that had multiple accounts, multiple fucking accounts. You could Google the story. Uh, I, I want to say Boston. I hope I'm right. But like multiple accounts of sexual abuse towards children. 
and he somehow managed to get to chief of police because of cover-ups. And it wasn't until one of the men that was abused as a kid in the 90s had a fucking kid who was being abused, like, now. Like, do you know what I'm saying? That's generational trauma right there. That's, like, when this is what happens when people have privilege to keep getting up the ranks and then enforcing you know, who they're going to help and who they're not going to help. Like, this is a problem. So the, it's an absolutely racism and sexism and homophobia. It's all a systemic problem that our nation is sick. And, like, you should want to do better by all the people, not just the people that, like, are straight and white and, you know, men. Like, you shouldn't, you should literally want everybody to have the rights you have. So it just boggles my mind when people don't. And like my kids were literally asking me on the way home because we went to Pride and they're asking about all these questions. And they said, do you think that like other parents take their kids to Pride? I said, well, yeah, you know, they do because we saw kids there, you know, and they're like, well, do you think they answer their questions that they ask? Like you answer us. And I said, I, I don't know. I don't know how open people are with their kids. And basically Evan was saying how he thought it was sad that if other parents were bringing their kids up to like think a certain way, like, you know, all this demographic of people are bad or all women are only supposed to serve their husbands and have babies. That's their only role in life. Like if he, he said, I think it'd be sad if I grew up like that. I think it'd be sad if I grew up thinking I had to be one way in a box because of, you know, whatever. And I just thought that was really cool that he thought that. And he's 12. And I always have to tell him, I guess, that it is sad because they don't know there's options. And I like, I'm all about choice and giving you all the options. And it must be terrible. Like some people must have to break out of that thinking like you're brainwashed and you have to literally fight hard. And then your whole family's telling you you're a terrible person. They're going to disown you. And then you have to finally meet people. They're like, no, you're fucking normal. They're fucking trash and horrible. So yeah, for anybody out there who might be listening today, you're not trash because, you know, you don't agree with your family. And before somebody comes at me, well, what if your kid grows up to be a force birther and, you know, white supremacist? I mean, I always feel that, like, hate breeds hate and love breeds love. So I think the more likely scenario is that I'm raising my kids to think of other people and how situations are going to be different than what they themselves have to experience for a multitude of reasons. And if I bring them up to realize that not everybody has the same life with married parents and that, you know, are able to, like, afford medications. Like, when I read them books that have different lived experiences, when I read them different authors, when I read, like, everything around us is about educating them that their whole life is not the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not the usual. That's not the word I'm looking for, but I'm going to go with usual. But there's, like, a, a default. That's not the default. Their life is not the default everybody has a different scenario and that we need to learn about it so we can do better. So maybe one day everybody can have this great default where we're all going to be able to have great education. We're all going to be able to marry who we love. We're all going to be able to be our true selves and not have somebody beat us up or want to murder us for it. So the more, you know, I think it's more likely that me raising my kids that way, they will turn out to be good. Versus me raising them filled with hate and fear and that these people don't deserve the same rights you get for whatever crazy reason I've concocted or whatever religion I believe in. Because I personally don't want to be part of a religion that says I don't have rights to my body. I don't want to be in a religion that thinks that who I love is wrong. And I always say what happens between consenting adults is their business. It is not up to us to judge that or decide that they're going to some magical place called hell. Kind of weird. So that's kind of my spiel, things I was thinking about today, but it really all boils down to like boundaries. I feel like 
we don't raise our kids to have good boundaries because we a lot of people do that authoritarian parenting style. What I say goes, you follow what I say, you don't question it. And then you raise them to not question their bosses, to not question anybody, cops, but anybody in a position of authority, doctors. And I'm like, fuck that. My mom raised me to question. Doctors are sometimes wrong. Cops are fucking sometimes bad. Like, you know, you can't just, parents are sometimes abusive. And if you grow up in that and you don't question it and say, this just fucking doesn't seem right. It's just going to set up a whole ripple effect of all these systems that keep gaining power because we're not able to call it out. So that's my spiel today. Call out systems of abuse however you see it. Be the fucking positive change. Raise your kids a little bit better. Let's not keep this generational trauma and abuse cycle going. Let's fucking, let's all get therapy. And I know, I, I hear myself saying it. It's not, it's a privilege. You all can't get it. I get it. There's books at the library for free. You could fucking literally go on TikTok. There's lots of licensed counselors that talk about boundaries on TikTok. Just Google boundaries and a whole bunch of nice little helpful hints will pop up. Y'all have phones and internet, so you can do that much if you can't get into therapy right now. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. I think I'm going to drill it most of the month long.